Thank you for joining our conversation on Wow Whispering. I am your host, Diane A. Curran, and it is delightful to be with you. Wow is spontaneous, open, expressive. Whispering is intimate, still, receptive. In our modern age, moments rush in or away like quicksilver. Do we even make the time to savor a wow or reflect on a whisper, to notice and value such gifts? We're ready to do just that with you right now. I am so excited to be with everyone here today, and I have a wonderful guest. Oh, I can't wait to jump into conversation with Janet Fishman. So before I tell you who she is and what she's about, Janet, it is so good to be with you today. Say a quick hello to our listeners. Hi, everybody. Wow, I am so thrilled because, and this will come out in our conversation, I have a particular interest in what the big world of organizing is all about. So Janet is somebody who's a really experienced professional. She has a company which is called Hope Organizers, Inc. And she fully understands the organizing needs of people and how being organized benefits their well-being. Now, she herself has a Juris Doctor Law degree, raising four children as a single mother, and that included one plus a set of triplets. Oh my gosh, what does that take organizing? And Janet has extensive experience organizing paper and decluttering rooms as well. She's a certified paper document specialist. We're gonna learn more about that. And a member of the NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, and the ICD, which is the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, and APPO, the Association of Personal Photo Organizers, as well as AADMM, which is the American Association of Daily Money Managers. Janet has been recognized by Expertise.com for three years in a row now as one of Los Angeles' top 20 best organizers. My gosh, Janet, how do you find time to do all of that? You are one very committed and busy lady. <laughs> and organized. <laughs> well, that's how you do it. You have to be organized on a personal level. So I'm fascinated with your background and someone who has a law degree and working in the legal field, I suspect you really learned a lot about human nature in that world. Is that a fair assumption? Yes, I did. I uh, saw all kinds of things when I, uh, I was a corporate trainer and I trained people in, in legal research and I saw so much in that career. It was a wonderful time. And I took all my skills into my new career. Well, it's fascinating to think about that because from a person who is on the outside of the legal profession, and many of us are, we may come to connection with the legal world when something has upset our lives, whether it's a personal incident or event, or whether it's a professional situation that develops. And oftentimes when people are needing to avail themselves of legal services, they're in a bit of an upset and something has upset the, the regular routine of their lives in some way. And so attorneys attorneys and legal professionals are oftentimes having to really not only contend with their own pressures in business and life, but their clients' 
pressures in business and life. And isn't that something that can get in the way of a feeling of well-being and a feeling of being kind of organized and on top of your life? Have you have you noticed that in any way? Well, as I've gone out to clients, I, I work with all kinds of clients. Many of my clients are small business owners and they haven't set up the foundation. So I help them get this organized, getting the proper insurances and the proper DBAs and the taxes, setting up their corporate status. So I help I help them with that, lay that organizational foundation. I have a lot of seniors who um, they don't know where their trust is. They don't even know if they have a trust because sometimes their mental capacity starts going when they when they start aging. And so I oftentimes have to bring in an attorney to uh, help them create their trust and their will or to review what they had because maybe some of the people that they had named as beneficiaries years ago are no longer alive and they have to revise this. I organize the whole filing system because if an executor has to come in or the uh, adult children have to come in and they have to locate what are the current life insurance policies, what are the current brokerage accounts, and if there's papers all over the house and papers in the garage and papers in the closet and papers under the bed, they're not going to know what the current status is. So I, I work with the client calling the brokerage accounts, the life insurance. I often have to bring in insurance people because sometimes people don't have long-term care insurance or they don't have life insurance. They want these things. So I know all these organizational things and I help them get their life in order. So it's all organized. I create a whole filing system. So it's all organized in the event that something happens. So many people don't have you know, the uh, advanced directive. They don't have the power of attorney set up. So I can recognize all of these things because of my background and I'm um, a really exceptional organizer in this way. There's many good organizers out there, but they don't have the unique combination of experience that I do um, and to recognize these things. Um, so I, I have a wide variety of clientele that I can help. You know, I think you really, you really explain that so beautifully because oftentimes people come up against some of the surprises or the challenges in life. And that is the time they find out that everything you just described is not already in place or it isn't in place and current and valid the way they may have thought. I mean, even people who have a natural desire to be responsible and organized, they may have addressed that at an earlier point in their lives, but they figured, okay, one and done, and then they don't come back to it and suddenly they discover so you, you give them an opportunity to see what's really so and make sure it's up to date because we live in a world where things change so fast. Now, have you noticed, Janet, that the difference between, we'll call it the pre-computer age and now the computer age, by which I mean everybody, even in their personal lives, has something online or whether they have a smartphone or whether they have a tablet or whether they have a computer where they're keeping data and they're keeping important information in such a way that it's not even necessarily like, well, I can go to this file cabinet and find it. But do you find that people get a little bit overwhelmed by the world of the online world as well as the paper documents world? Yes, there definitely is digital clutter, a lot of digital clutter. A lot of people lose track of their information 
online. Um, they don't know what they have in their bank accounts. They're not reconciling their bank accounts. So, you know, there's many advantages and disadvantages to the, the online world as, as well as the paper world. So I work with all my clients on that. You know, I love organizing a closet and a kitchen uh, as well as other organizers do. But my one of my specialty areas is the paper because of my background. And I just the other day, I helped a client find unclaimed property, several thousand dollars worth of unclaimed property. So wow. my background really has, has enabled me to really inspire my clients, bring hope to my clients, and really give them the freedom by reducing clutter. It clears their mind and it gives them more energy because clutter zaps energy. Clutter really interferes with energy and it's a drain on energy. So by clearing the clutter, whether it's physical clutter or digital clutter, it really clears their mind. Well, you know, that brings me to something about whispering. Since we're talking about wow whispering here, we've kind of laid a foundation of what the arenas of life that Janet touches in her work as the founder and CEO of Hope Organizers. She really gets to what matters in people's daily lives. And I want to share a whisper and ask for, it, for your comment on it, Janet, that you shared with me earlier. And you said that a whisper that you've noted is that the impact of the work you do for people is this. Clients literally cry from happiness. Clients call you a godsend, a miracle worker, a healer, and an angel. That's quite remarkable. It's quiet, but it's rather miraculous, isn't it? Yes. And people like people say, oh, you're, you know, you, this is like therapy. And it, it is. I, I'm not a therapist, but <laughs> it compliments very much compliments the work that therapists do because they're seeing the person in their office and helping them. But I go into the home mm -hmm. and clear out the physical clutter that they've gone to see a therapist or a massage worker or somebody to deal with the stress of the clutter. I go in there and clear it. It is so freeing. I operated under my own name when I started uh, the first maybe seven years, just as Janet Fishman, professional organizer. But what I incorporated, I wanted to give it a name that really said what I give to my clients. And there's many cute names of companies out there for organizing companies, but not all of my clients have, have clutter. Like I said before, I often help you know small business owners organize behind the scenes and they don't have clutter. They just need help with their business. So I didn't want a name that kind of said clutter in the title or chaos in the title. And I wanted something that really reflected what I do for my clients. And one day I went to a, a person at home and uh, she had the hoarding disorder. I cleared, uh, you could not see her dining table in the kitchen. I cleared everything to the point where you could now see her table. You could sit at her table. She could work on her computer at the table. She could eat at her table. And when I finished, uh, she started crying. And I mm -hmm. said, why are you crying? I thought you liked this. You told me a moment ago that you, you liked this. And she said, you gave me hope that I haven't had in 10 years. And the light bulb went off in my head. And that was it. Like hope. That is exactly what I bring my clients. I inspire my clients. And it's just the acronym H helping O organize P papers and piles E everywhere. It's just like it hit me instantly. And that is exactly the emotion that I want my clients to feel because I inspire them 
People tell me like, oh, I couldn't do this without you. As soon as you came, it, you made it fun to organize. And um, so that's how the name came about for my corporation. It really touches my heart the way you've described that. And it also is a reminder that there are some points of view that sometimes people have, which is, well, I'm a little bit messy, but at least I'm not a hoarder. And sometimes what people don't understand is that the emotions that surround having a, a space and a, a system in place that doesn't work can create a kind of an emotional chaos or an emotional clutter or an emotional upset that really drains your energy. And so sometimes we see it more physically than others. And this is where I'm going to share something that I don't know if I shared with you earlier, Janet. There was a short period of time where back in the early 90s, I decided to start an organizing business myself. I was here in Los Angeles. I'd always been very good at doing that. And so I placed an ad in a, a Beverly Hills newspaper. And the very first call I got from was, was from a woman in Las Vegas who said, oh, I'd like you to come out and organize me. And she said, I'm happy to pay your airfare. You can come and stay for a week and we'll talk about some things. And I said, okay, great. I said, so tell me what's going on with you. And she said, well, I have a regular personal assistant, but I feel like I need to get better organized. I said, okay. So I came out and I will tell you, there wasn't a speck of disorder or chaos in her environment. And she had a wonderful assistant. But what she had was a feeling that there was something she couldn't put her finger on. And she was considering starting a new business herself. She was in very good financial shape. She had discretionary income to invest in her own business, whatever that may be. And so we spent the week together talking about what it would take for her to reallocate her time to organize her time such that she could start a new business and to consider how that might affect her relationships with her friends, her current routine in the week and the month. It was a fascinating thing for me to get the opportunity right off the bat to meet with someone who felt that she couldn't quite see how to make that leap into a new business. And it would be a small business only because it would be her starting and it wouldn't be her and a giant staff of people or 10 employees or 100 employees. It would be her. It would be a kind of small entrepreneurial or solopreneurial venture. And it sounds, Janet, like you have a real ability to connect with those people as well. And sometimes they have this kind of anxiety that, oh, can I do this? What am I missing? What's going to come and hit me over the head? Have you, have you encountered that? I'm going to call it almost a disorganized sense of self-confidence that sometimes people in small business can be stopped by? Yes. Time management is very much part of organizing. And highly creative and highly intelligent people are often disorganized because they're very busy being in their creativity or their intelligence and, and doing things that are monumental. And they should stay there. They should continue to be creative and work on their uh, projects. And then they, uh, but, but they want to do so much in so little time. So <laughs> I often do have to do a whole schedule with them, a time management to show them, well, look, you only have these many hours to work on this, but your to-do list is much, much longer. So your options are, you know, hire people to help you with some of these projects. And I really am able to get them to look at how much time there is in a day to get these things done. And, and we work on ways to accomplish them so that they do get rid of that mental stress. You mentioned something about you know, people with the hoarding disorder. In the uh, professional organizing field, 
there are different types of disorganization. There's someone who has situational disorganization, which means something has happened. Maybe they've got a, a big convention that they're, or, you know, they've got to do. They get a, they're working on preparing for that conference. And so everything kind of in their life gets put on hold during that situation. They are able to get back and do their mail or their other things in life. Then there's the person who's chronically disorganized. These are people who want to be organized, but maybe they um, didn't develop the executive function skills as a child. Maybe they have ADHD. Maybe they have OCD. Maybe they have certain things that interfere. Um, oftentimes, like people that are highly intelligent, highly creative, uh, are fall into this category. And they should, like I said, stay in their creative realm. Unfortunately, oftentimes in their life, since childhood, they've heard very negative comments. You're a slob. You live in a pigsty. Your room's a mess. And they've grown up with these very negative comments. And so they have sometimes lack of confidence, lack of self-worth. And I come in and I cut that. Like, no, you are probably very highly intelligent, highly creative. I want you to compliment yourself. And I'll tell your relatives to leave you alone because I want you to stay in that creative realm because you're producing. And it kind of goes hand in hand. So that's why you bring in a professional organizer to help you with the other areas of your life. Those are really fun people. I love those, those clients. You remind me of something. I want to just mention that you had one of the things you had mentioned about the work that really fulfills you when you were letting me know what was so for you is that you inspire your clients because you know that organizing heals gives you the freedom and it indeed can improve relationships and careers. Just like you were telling me a moment ago, this idea that it can actually change the nature of the relationship when a person lets themselves a little bit out of jail there that they've been yes. in for a while. <laughs> yes. And um, it, it, I've, I've saved a few marriages. <laughs> Um, and the third, the third major category of disorganization is the, um, the people with the hoarding disorder. Okay. Um, the ICD organization that I belong to, Institute for Challenging Disorganization or Chronic Disorganization, there are five different levels. And uh, the very severe is, is in the, the DCM book that, that the therapists know about. This is where the hoarding disorder, and there's various levels of it, but it is a mental illness. And it, people often use the word you know, hoarder very just kind of freely, but it is a label. And we, as organizers, stay away from labeling people. It's people may have the hoarding disorder. It can be always from mild up to very serious, and oftentimes there's been TV shows that have, have shown this, and it's, it's very serious. I'm glad you're distinguishing that because oftentimes, you, you're right, there is a tendency to maybe, I'm going to say, get a little sloppy with language and kind of judging people or saying, trying to label someone and put them in a category, and unfortunately, it can be very negative, and there are people who would love to reach out for help, but they're so embarrassed to do that because they're afraid of being labeled or they may have been labeled already and think, well, now I'm going to really hear that it's true. For example, even someone who says, you know, I'm not sure how to, as you said, kind of have that executive function, make the appropriate choices here. And, and there's kind of the old stereotype, but it's a, it's a stereotype that 
kind of comes from or was noticeable in the 50s, which is people who said, well, gosh, I better clean up my house because my house cleaner is coming and I don't want this person to see that I'm messy. And it's almost a, an imposed judgment that people accept and take on themselves, like I'm not good enough. It sounds like that's something that you have, you and some of your colleagues, especially who may specialize in some of the more advanced situations where people are dealing with these circumstances and these ways of being, that you have a way to come into people's lives and change that conversation they have about themselves. Yes, absolutely. There is so many different areas that people need help with. A good professional organizer is one that is non-judgmental. And this is really important. And these are, this is part of the ethics that we follow in uh, NAPO is that we're non-judgmental. We've seen it all and we come in to, to help people. And I wanted to give the definition of the hoarding disorder so that people can, can differentiate uh, based on what I was saying before. Someone that has the hoarding disorder is, it's, it, the definition is chronically acquiring and not being able to get rid of anything. So if someone is just picking up at every thrift shop, every place they go, saving every single empty pizza box and has inability to let any of that go, this is the definition of the hoarding disorder. Most people that um, I come in and see, like, they might have a lot of clutter, but if I say, you know, this, is, this looks like trash, can we throw it away? Oh, yeah. They don't have the hoarding disorder, even though they might have a lot of clutter, but they are able to get rid of things. That's not someone with the hoarding disorder. I think that's an important distinction. Can I tell you that in my family, my grandmother was known as a pack rat because she certainly handled things in the, the business that she ran for my grandfather and the, the very full and busy household she had where things came in and things went out. But she did have this little pack rat thing going on upstairs in the attic. Yeah, sometimes that happens, you know, where there's um, a room like the attic or, or an empty room. And you know, there's a big distinction between a collection and memorabilia. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, I have people that go, well, I don't want to give away my, my grandmother's shawl that she made. And I was like, well, you don't have to give it away. You know, let's just find a way to preserve it and protect it and be able to pass it on to the, your descendants. You know, someone that has a true collection is going to take care of those items. They're going to keep them clean. They're going to keep them organized. If they have a collection and it's just thrown all over the place, well, that's not a collection. That is clutter. Ah, so you can give people an opportunity to distinguish between what they care about and what's just in the way and doesn't have that value or that meaning to them. Right. I'm going to help them distinguish those things. And with paper, being a paper specialist, a lot of times people will see, oh, I have a 20-year-old document here or a 20-year-old tax return. I'm just going to throw it out. I was like, no, there are certain reasons why you need to retain material that's 20 years old. And I know all of these guidelines. And I know these reasons. So that's mm -hmm. some of the things that I specialize in. You've given us a lot to think about. I'm going to take a very quick break here and come back. But before I do that, for those of you who have come into this conversation, we're speaking with Janet Fishman, 
She is the founder and CEO of Hope Organizers. And there's a really simple way to find out more about her after this program, and that is to go to her website, which is hopeorganizers.com. And what I'm going to be doing in the show notes is I'm also going to be listing all of the social media that she's involved with. And when we come back, I'm going to share a very special offer that she has for our listeners. So stay with us. We'll return in just a moment. Thank you for being with us on Wow Whispering. In each episode, we present a public service announcement that highlights resources committed to uplifting our quality of life. Look for the episode show notes, which have links to learn more. And today we are pleased to feature the Library of Congress. It's the largest library in the world with millions of books, recordings, photographs, newspapers, maps, and manuscripts in its many diverse collections. The library is the main research arm of the U.S. Congress and the home of the U.S. Copyright Office. And the library preserves and provides access to a rich, diverse, and enduring source of knowledge to inform, inspire, engage you in your intellectual and creative endeavors. Whether you're new to the Library of Congress or an experienced researcher, they've got a world-class staff ready to assist you online and in person. Now, speaking of online, you can find them, and boy, they are great with a very simple website to remember. It's loc.gov. That stands for Library of Congress, loc.gov. On Facebook, it's Library of Congress. So they encourage you to visit the Library of Congress in person in Washington and explore the library online from wherever you may be and connect with them on social media. And let me add, most importantly, the Library of Congress belongs to the citizens of the United States. Origins, oh yeah, they have origins. The library was founded in 1800, a mere 24 years after the Declaration of Independence, making it the oldest federal cultural institution in the nation. On August 24th, in 1814, British troops burned the Capitol building where the library is housed and destroyed the library's core collection of 3,000 volumes. But on January 30th, 1815, less than a year later, Congress approved the purchase of Thomas Jefferson's personal library of twice that many, 6,487 books for $23,950. I'll bet that was a lot in those days. The Library of Congress is the largest library in the world with more than 167 million items on approximately 838 miles of bookshelves. The collections include more than 39 million books and other printed materials, 3.6 million recordings, 14.8 million photographs, 5.5 million maps, 8.1 million pieces of sheet music, and 72 million manuscripts. I'm just going to say wow to all this. Check it out. Because isn't that what we do with libraries? I'm not sure it's a lending library, but it's definitely a place that you can access online or in person. Thank you. We are back with our wonderful guest, Janet Fishman, and she is the founder and CEO of Hope Organizers. She also has a Juris Doctor Law degree, and she has many certifications uh, in the world of professional organizing. And so we've had an opportunity to really kind of jump into the world 
of what does organizing mean? And it, it is not simply about tangible materials and, and things that you own and papers that you are dealing with. It's also about a mindset. It's also about clearing your mind and something that really speaks to many of us is what she simply calls her company, which is hope organizers. And hope is a very intriguing word. It, it's oftentimes considered to be, its classic definition is it's a feeling of expectation. It's a desire for a certain thing to happen. It can also, it stems from its older meaning was a feeling of trust. And as a verb, it's about wanting something to happen or wanting something to occur. So I'm intrigued, Janet, with what you find really inspires people about the work that you do with them and, and, and makes a real shift for them in life. Well, society and many cultures expect that people should be organized. People, society and, and cultures and people, they don't understand the intricacies of organizing. They think it should happen automatically, that everyone should know how to be organized and but it's a very intricate activity. And not everybody knows how to do this. And when I come in and I'm helping people who it does not come naturally for, I see the energy shift in these people. They, they are, I come in, they're embarrassed, they're full of shame, they're depressed, they're stressed. And I clear the clutter with them and I see this complete shift in, in their disposition, in their energy, they're excited, they feel more productive, and, and they're going to be. I've had people tell me, boy, when I cleared out my space, I had the best month in my business. I got more clients, I brought in more money, um, I was happier, my relationships with my family were better. So I see the turn, I, I switched the negative energy to positive energy. And I just am so honored to be part of this energy shift with people. Um, I just get so excited in doing this. It's like a work of art for me. Like I've, I've cleared the space and the person's happy. It's just very exciting for me. Well, how wonderful. And you know, people who work with you get the experience of you really being turned on and excited by the work you're doing. And that's got to really open up something in them. In fact, you remind me of something that you are very generously offering to those of us listening today. And that is a wonderful guide called How to Love Organizing Your Space in 28 Days. So you can do it in the month of February, or you can do it in any month and have a couple of days of putting your feet up left over. Here's what you can do. If you go to Janet's website, and that is hopeorganizers.com, and simply go to her contact page and request this, she will send you this wonderful guide with 28 really powerful items, steps that you can do that is going to show you how to love organizing your space in 28 days. And what's great about it is at the end of those 28 days, you will have accomplished more than you would if you left to your own devices 
but you also won't be overloading yourself on any individual day. The way to do that is look down in the show notes or simply go to hopeorganizers.com. And you can also request, and Janet is really great about this. She says, you can request to be added to my mailing list and get even more tips. And she doesn't overload people because she knows how easy it is to get overloaded with information as well. She wants to help you stay organized in that world. And then you can find out a little bit more. And she also uh, has an even simpler, more direct way to get some additional tips. And that is go on her Facebook page and like her Facebook page, which is, if you go to Facebook, simply look up Hope Organizers. So tell us a little bit more, Janet, about how this, uh, how choosing the month of February and the 28 days came about and what, how you chose what to put on that list, because it's really very thorough. I thought it was a perfect month, February. Um, it's, you know, the month of love. <laughs> and why not love yourself first and clear, clear out things that are going to give you love? And... One of the things that I emphasize for holidays and, and birthdays and anniversaries, things that, that we exchange presents for, do not buy physical items anymore <laughs> for people. Buy experiences. I see children being drowned with too many toys, too many clothes, too much, too much. And I often have to work with children uh, because they are drowning in what grandma bought and what aunt and uncle bought and what parents bought and what friends bought. They have too much. And it affects children. It really seriously affects children having the, the clutter. It, it affects them for life. They might suffer then from having disorgan, disorganizing tendencies. They are embarrassed to have their friends come over because their parents are disorganized and the house is a mess. So it, it has lifelong effects. So stop it now. And people do not need another t-shirt. People do not need another tie. People do not need another purse. Buy experiences and give your, you know, have your, your children take lots of, of pictures, although that can contribute to clutter on, on the phone or the, or the camera. But this is what I emphasize with people is to stop buying things and stuff and give memorable experiences experiences because those resonate those record in the neurons of the brain more and people remember the wonderful trip to San Diego or to Santa Barbara or to Alaska those will record on the neurons and the people can actually draw on those memories and those wonderful times with family and friends they're going to remember those not the, the other tie or shirt that was purchased for them and the other thing about doing 28 days instead of 30 or 31 is after people successfully clear their clutter and work really hard at this they should reward themselves so you've got two days there at the end of a month if, if you're in a, a month with 30 or 31 days to reward yourself go get a massage go get a manicure go get a facial go go out to dinner and reward yourself for all the hard work during the month how great is that? You know, this is really a big wow. I will tell you that as soon as you talked about little kids having the clutter of too much stuff, a neighbor of mine had a little baby and it was her one year birthday. And what the neighbor shared with me, it, I went over to say a quick hello. And she said, we're drowning in, in things that all my generous friends and relatives have given to the point where I can't, there's not room enough for me to keep everything, all the toys that she has 
here, I've had to bring some of them over to my mother's house. And I thought, that is really remarkable. And it's not an experience I remember growing up as a little kid in my neighborhood. And it was, it was an average neighborhood with people of all different economic levels, but nobody had so many toys that they couldn't keep them at their house and had to take some of them to a relative. And they didn't want to give them away because everybody had put so much effort to celebrate this little child's first birthday. You have really brought something that is a big wow into place, which is what really do people hold on to that contribute to their development from the time a little baby to growing up in terms of their brain development. And that is experiences. That is really quite the wow in terms of underlying fundamentals of why being organized contributes to the quality of your life. Thank you so much for sharing that, Janet. That is really remarkable. You're welcome. So I suspect that there are some things that this is triggering in people to want to find out more about, want to understand more deeply. And so I would invite you to definitely check out Janet Fishman's website, which is hopeorganizers.com. Go to her Facebook page, get her, uh, request her how to love organizing your space in 28 days, because I suspect that your brain cells and your satisfaction level and your available openness to life will be greatly enhanced by getting a little bit more organized and a little bit more focused on what brings you satisfaction. Janet, thank you so much for being with us today. And I want to ask you, is there anything else that you'd like to just say as we say uh, toodaloo for now to our listeners? I like to aspire to the phrase that um, if you want to have good mental well-being, organize your space. Clutter is an energy drain. It saps your energy. And if we can take care of that clutter, you're going to feel and function so much better. And I want to thank you, Diane, for having me as a guest today. Well, it's been my pleasure and my delight. And I just want to say that having you opens up all kinds of new wows. I'm looking around even as we've been talking today and saying, hmm, this could be a little bit less stuff here. This could be a little bit less stuff there. But also what it means is that my mind will not have to look at it and notice it and start thinking about things. And it'll give an opportunity for new energy to come into our lives uh, when we clear out space. So new energy, new excitement, new possibilities for growth. That's what you're about, Janet. And thank you for gracing us here today. I hope the rest of your day, your week, and the season goes really well for you and for you listeners as well. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Diane. All right, take care. What a pleasure to be with you in the world of wow whispering. As we complete this episode, I invite you to notice the wows and whispers that enliven or challenge as they fulfill life for you in both tiny moments and transforming experiences. I wish you the very best until we meet next time.